Blog Talk Radio. As we get you set for WWE's Payback. That's right. We're going to get you set. Hope you guys are ready for a great show. Hope you guys had a great weekend. It seems like that the sun finally came out. Weather's great. Got that summer feel. Cracked open a beer. Enjoying the evening. Give us a call tonight. 347-838. 9815 is the number to call. We want to hear from you. Give us your predictions, your your impressions of, of payback. What matches maybe you're looking most forward to tonight? We want to hear from you. Give us a call. Check us out on Facebook, Facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show. Again, that is Facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show. Check us out over there where I will in a minute, but I haven't put it up yet. We will have a show chat going on over there on the Facebook page. Also, every Monday night, we have a Monday Night Raw conversation thread over there on the Facebook page. So you want to check us out over there. Uh, Like us. Again, it's Facebook.com. Like the page and get involved in the conversation. And right now, I'm trying to look at the Facebook page because we are, where the hell is it? They went 497 likes. So, so get your friends over there. We got to get to 500. That'd be awesome. We got to 500 over the course of the show. But we're at 497 likes over there on the Facebook page. So check us out again. That is Facebook.com/slash The Ken Reedy Show. You can follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at The Ken Reedy Show. Again, Twitter it is at The Ken Reedy Show. If Twitter is your thing, check us out over there. Follow us on Twitter. Hell, maybe tonight I'll start live tweeting during the show. Not something I do every show, but if I'm in the mood, you never know. So get on over there, Twitter, and follow us is at the Ken Reedy Show and our website, thekenreedyshow.com. Uh, uh, Great stuff over there as well. You're listening to us live tonight, you can give us a call. This is right before WWE's payback is scheduled to begin. But if you want to listen to us pre-recorded, check us out on 1640 PWPR. Great network over there. You can subscribe to it for free, or you can check us out on the B Plus 
Players Radio Network over there. We may have been fired from the BBWF, but somehow we snagged an ironclad contract with the B-Plus Players Network, and so we're still we're still on. Right now, we are still on the B-Plus Players, so check us out over there as well. It is free, and if it's free, it is for me. And just want to give you a little bit of an announcement, a little tease, if you will. We're going to get into it next week's show, but um, we're going to change things up a little bit with our, our format and the way we do things. Uh, we have a cool little idea that we're going to roll out um, in the next couple of weeks. And so I'm teasing now. We're going to make the big announcement, big announcement next week on the show. Um, so just a tease. So make sure you're listening next week. And Dave will be back next week to share and we'll make the big announcement. Dave is not here tonight as all of us here at the Ken Reedy show. All the producers and, and talent and board ops and everyone on this extensive staff here working on the Ken Reedy Show, all of us would like to wish Dave and his beautiful wife, Nicole, a very happy first anniversary. So Dave was booked elsewhere for this evening, and, and rightfully so. So hope he's having a great time tonight. And... um Holy shit. I'm sorry. I just turned around and realized the Mets lost 23 to 5 today. What the blazes? What? Okay. All right. We're going to talk. What the? Really? Christ. All right. Sorry. I just, just caught my eye. Anyway, uh, happy anniversary, Dave and Nicole. And oh, God. Really? I know it's, it's April, but wow. Really? Anyway, as we get you set for WWE's Payback. Dave is not here tonight, but we got Rocky, who is in studio this evening. Rocky, how are you doing this evening? Thank you, Ken, for that introduction. I am doing quite well uh, and uh, filling quite large shoes at the moment. But uh, again, uh, I will uh, throw into my hat in the ring to uh, wish Dave and Nicole a very, very happy anniversary. Well, that's nice of you. That's good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Beer tastes good, doesn't it? It does. It's <laughs> so good. I needed it. So anyway, this is your – actually, before we get into the stuff for tonight, and, um, we get in our wrestling conversation. Um, we just – everybody here uh, sending our thoughts to uh, Sean Waltman, friends and family. We are hoping that he is okay. Uh, reports coming out that he is missing. Uh, did not show up for an event in the United Kingdom. Um, we'll be following the story as – uh, show goes on, uh, hoping, uh, willing there to be a happy ending to said story. So we will follow this as the show goes on. Uh, any updates that we happen to, to catch, we'll bring it to your attention. But again, we are sending all the well wishes we can to Sean Waltman, his friends and family for uh, it, it just being like some stupid misunderstanding and he's not really missing. He just his phone wasn't charged and he missed a flight and it's just stupid. And he's just hanging somewhere. Well, you, you know, Lord John has been the subject of crazier stories than, you know, being, being missing for a bit. Valid point. So hopefully it's just something silly. Hopefully. So anyway, uh, rock, you know, you're here. This is the first time you're, you're back in the studio. So you gave us a call last week, but yeah, since, yeah. uh, going to WrestleMania, your, your second WrestleMania. And, uh, um, I like, like this year's WrestleMania was was better. Uh, what was your 
uh, experience? Like, what'd you think overall? Like, did you have, did you have a blast? What was it like compared to last year? Oh, I think uh, it was absolutely a, a lot more in- entertaining than last year. Not, not to say that, you know, I, I thought last year's WrestleMania was, uh, was a poor, uh, poorly produced show or whatnot, but simply uh, being a longtime rec- WrestleMania spectator, uh, f- you know, from the living room and then seeing it live between Dallas and, and Orlando this year, I can definitely say Orlando took the cake. Uh, I thought, you know, really, you, you had some awesome moments uh, all capped off with, you know, to be there live to see the undertaker. And I know by, by, okay. By this moment in time, you bring like a a, a applause with you where you go. Yeah. You know, I I bring my own first time you got a pop on the show. That was (laughs) awesome. But, uh, I don't know where the hell it came from, but you know that, uh, you know, I'm sure by this time it's been beaten to death, but just to witness, uh, the undertaker, you know, hang it all up, fold up the jacket, put down the hat live. Like, I'm sure it, it was something to witness, you know, in the living room, but to witness it live was something that, you know, it's going to be, re- let's put it this way. It's going to be real hard to top that in uh, WrestleManias to come. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, New Orleans. Don't get me wrong, but it's going to be really hard to top that as a WrestleMania moment. See, now you, now you're, you've become victim to it. Like people who don't, who haven't gone, who haven't like done the whole like weekend thing. Um, they don't, they don't necessarily get it, but it kind of becomes a bit of an addiction. It's like, like, like almost like you, we, we just got done. You've gone to two. Now you're already talking, you know, next year in new Orleans, when I go, like that's, it's just right there. No, Absolutely. You know, if there's one thing I can say uh, again, I, you know, you, you and Michelle, you know, producer, uh, Michelle D have been going to WrestleManias for a while now, and I'm a, a relative newbie, uh, you know, watching WrestleMania live. And the experience uh, is really not something that can be explained. You just kind of have to go. And it's, it's a good feeling to be, you know, not only to see a show that, you know, you hope is the greatest wrestling show for that year, but to be around fans, to be around people who truly love the business, uh, be it, you know, from the, you know, from one side of the curtain or the other, to be surrounded by people who love pro wrestling. It's a great feeling, you know, uh, right out of the blue, just being there, struck up a conversation with two gents from the UK, you know, you you don't get that kind of opportunity all the time. Just people from the UK, people from Europe, people from all over the place, Australia, who really, you know, are big wrestling fans. And you know what, simply because you hear what they're talking about, you know, down the way and you can relate and it's really easy to jump into the conversation. And while, you know, maybe in America that my team straight to just kind of jump into conversation. But when it comes to wrestling fans, when you hear guys talk about wrestling, it just seems the thing to do. Like, oh, you guys like uh, you, you guys enjoy wrestling. I enjoy wrestling. What did you enjoy about the last, you know, pay-per-view, the last uh, big event, whatever. And to jump in, that camaraderie is really there. And it's something definitely to be experienced, uh, you know, when going to WrestleMania live. And, and that's that's my favorite part, you know, the interaction with fans. It's it's almost it's a weird kind of um, 
you know, not, not to use the comparison, but it's a weird kind of coming out of the closet kind of thing where like wrestling fans, you kind of, you know, in, in your, your lives, you kind of hide it a little bit. You know, I think when you're, you're around the quote unquote general public, you don't necessarily uh, admit you're a fan. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't care what people think. So I, but yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you know, a lot of people who aren't wrestling fans tend to judge um, so uh, sometimes it's just better to not bring it up at all and you get to WrestleMania weekend and, you know, the wrestling universe, uh, takes over a city. It's, you know, talking about wrestling, any wrestling, independent wrestling, uh, WWE wrestling, uh, TNA, oh, nobody talks about TNA, but you know, you get, you get what I'm saying. And it just becomes a, you know, you're out at a bar and the entire bar is talking about wrestling. And then you do, you, I mean, over the course of the manias that I've gone to, like I've had conversations with people from uh, South Dakota, New Zealand, the United Kingdom, Scotland, um, you know, and that's something that uh, nothing else in my life that I would attend uh, would I have a chance to, to meet so many people from different areas of the globe. And it's just, it's so difficult for me, uh, most of these WrestleManias, to judge objectively uh, because it's a different vibe when you're there. You know, you just you have a blast. And then when, when you hear people, you know, I, I've been to Manias where uh, people are bashing it online. I'm like, wait, I had fun. Like, I, <laughs> I, I missed it. It's almost like I have to watch it again and try and take myself out of the feeling I got in the stadium and just kind of uh, see, you know, if I was just watching this on TV, like, you know, would I feel like it was awesome? So um, it, it's a unique experience. I, I said before, even if Mania is not good, um, the weekend is always a blast. And I urge all wrestling fans, at least once in your life, to uh, take in the WrestleMania weekend. So we are we're back from Orlando. Rocky's back, and we're in, in studio to get you set for WWE Payback and. Uh, you know, we're going to give that match-by-match match breakdown as we've done. Uh, we're going to give you also Dave Senta's picks uh, because we are keeping a tally. Um, I got some catching up to do, but we're all over 500, I think. Maybe I'm not. I'm not sure. I've checked the standings again. Let's see. I think I'm over 500, but I am in third place right now. So as of right now, when we look at the standings as far as picks, yes, I am over 500. So I am 19-17-1. and one. Dave is 23-13-1, and, and Rocky is 20-16-1. So unless I have a colossal failure, I'm hoping to break into the 20s tonight. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, to, to be quite honest, a lot, of my, a lot of this WrestleMania's picks, I went with my heart instead of my head. Uh, I, I think I could have did a lot better, but, you know, sometimes you just got to play that devil's advocate and, and really – because the the one thing I did like about this past mania is you could have a strong argument for either opponent coming away with a win in, in the match. And that's one of the things I liked about it. Agreed. And all that being said, I could not be, be looking forward to tonight's pay-per-view less than <laughs> I am looking forward to WWE's payback. Um, I, I hate to say it, man. And I like to uh, stay positive and, and, I'm going to watch, and I think there's some potential for good in-ring action, but there is the build, um, the the superstar shakeup coming out of Mania. Um, I, I I don't feel they really capitalized well on momentum out of Mania. Um, 
part of it, I mean, I get it. Roman Reigns' brother passes away, and again, condolences to his family. Um, so I get where, you know, you couldn't account for that. Would Roman Reigns have been doing more uh, the past couple weeks, uh, perhaps? Um, that all being said, I, I'm, I've not been totally enamored by the build. Um, there's, there's nothing that I, I really can sink my teeth into. I'm, I'm kind of curious. Uh, what a House of Horrors match is. Um, and I think it'll be entertaining, but it's still, I don't know. Like, I don't find it like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see that match. I think, again, we got some some matches here that will loan itself to some really good in-ring action. Uh, I think it's got a lot of potential to be an entertaining night. Um, but as far as the pay-per-view itself, I'm, I'm just kind of, I kind of have a blah feeling about it. To be honest, like right now, I would watch the pay-per-view before next week's show, but if someone called right now and said, oh, we're going out tonight to blah, 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 you want to, I'd probably say, hey, you know what, I'll go out, and, and I'll catch up with the pay-per-view during the week, whereas usually on a pay-per-view night, like I am in, I am watching the pay-per-view, I watch it the night it's on, start to finish, and, and that's how I, I watch it. Um, I'm just not really enthused by it at all. Again, I think you got some potential for good ring in ring action, but uh, I don't know about you, Rock. I just there's nothing about this pay-per-view that has kind of drawn me in. Well, you know, I can see where you're coming from, and I can agree with you that the uh, the build-up for this pay-per-view has not been uh, what it has been in the previous months. Let's face it: between this year, comparing between this year and last year. Uh, there was a market improvement in the buildup, uh, you know, to the next pay-per-view. Now, I think with uh, the buildup to payback, you had a, a lot of mitigating factors as to why uh, the buildup wasn't great. Like you said, the superstar shakeup, you know, that soon after WrestleMania to have the, that many moving parts uh, in the mix, kind of hard to nail something down to, and to give something with teeth that, you know, people can really – can really bite on. Um, you had that. You had the passing away of Roman Reigns' brother, which kind of took him out of the mix. And let's also, you know, go over the fact that it's is right after WrestleMania, your biggest show on, in you know, biggest show of the year. How do you build up from that? Especially uh, one thing I found with this WrestleMania is you had a lot of periods put at the end of feuds. Uh, so this is kind of a, a new place to start, and when you're at that new place to start, it kind of takes a lot of steam to get that engine moving. So, uh, you know, you, you had a lot of factors that was going to make it difficult to make, the, you know, to build this up, especially, again, with a pay-per-view schedule, and now there's a pay-per-view every three weeks, you know, every month, every three weeks, whatever it is. Uh, you, you, right, up, right off the bat, you're behind the eight ball as far as putting programming together to get people invested. Uh, and, you know, it, it's going to be difficult any way you slice it. Yeah, and I don't know necessarily um, what the answer is. I think, you know, timing-wise, um, the superstar shakeup, I don't know if it's the best place, especially with such a short turnaround between pay-per-views and, and – uh, like, it's it's so odd. Like, this pay-per-view is technically a Raw pay-per-view, but because of uh, the shake-up, you have guys who are 
who will be on SmackDown, who are still booked for the show. Um, you know, I, I and again, I haven't like looked at the calendar and looked at spacing, but you almost feel like the Super Bowl, the superstar shakeup. As a, I hate that too. Could they just yeah. get back to calling it the draft? Yeah, like, I, I, I don't get. I don't uh, get this. We're, we're, we're gonna have the superstar shakeup. <laughs> ah, shake out the superstars. Ah. My, my Vince McMahon slowly, like, evolved into Tony Clifton. Like, the, the, the longer I go, it's been... <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I don't know if it, if it makes sense to uh, do it before a, a two-brand pay-per-view. Um, I don't know. Like, I would almost be tempted to do, like, a superstar shakeup, like, Sometime before, like Survivor Series, and maybe that makes uh, makes it interesting as far as like how the teams are going to be chosen, and maybe you can interweave that into the storyline, uh, creating teams for Survivor Series. Um, I don't know. I don't necessarily know what the answer is. I just, you know, coming off of WrestleMania, doing the Superstar Shakeup, and then trying to build for Payback, to me, just made uh, made it very difficult for this pay per view to have any momentum getting into it well yeah you know and I, i'm glad you brought up the draft because it brings a good point like uh you know i'm gonna put dave over for it right right now and saying i'm willing to bet if i could ask dave when exactly the draft happened he'd be able to give us the exact data that it happened but uh the difference between the draft and the superstar shakeup at least with the draft you kind of had it, it, it built up some anticipation. You, you had the podium, you had the announcement, you had right there, you knew who was going where, when they were getting there and whatnot. The, 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 the superstar shakeup, as they're, as they're naming it, it feels very ad hoc, very random, just, okay, this guy's going over here now. This guy's going over, you know, not, you, you don't even have like names thrown out of a hat. It's just kind of, it's thrown together. Uh, very haphazardly, and I think that's really to the detriment of it all. Yeah, and I, and I think that that's part of it. That like, you didn't you didn't really make this. It, it did seem it just seemed haphazard. It seemed like uh, you know something for Vince to say the night after WrestleMania. You know, just to come out and again we talked about it, the night night um, after WrestleMania. Now the Raw to WrestleMania, it seems like they don't want anything substantial to happen that night because if it's a big deal and they have high hopes for a certain angle, um, they don't want that raw crowd shitting on it initially. So they want to give it a a chance. And, and I, I think that the crowd, the raw after WrestleMania, I think that crowd has kind of shot themselves in the foot. I think the WWE has recognized now that nothing really significant can happen on that show unless they're convinced that that crowd is going to get behind it. So it, they, they're, they were very cautious, at least to me, as an outside observer, nothing substantial happened on the show. The best thing that happened on that show was Roman Reigns working the crowd. As much yeah. as the crowd might think they took over, <laughs> no, mm-hmm. WWE worked y'all. True. And, and that, was, that was amazing. Um, but nothing really substantial happened, but Vince came out, and, you know, Vince likes coming out that night after Mania, so he said – there's going to be a superstar shakeup. I, I just think that you could work it better in a storyline, like you said, make it more official. Hell, man, I, I think with the network and with the idea of like new programming and, and doing things out of the box and everything, and since they've started off this, uh, you know, having GMs and, and everything and the brand split and all that other good stuff, like I wouldn't necessarily – like why not have like a special on the network like like baseball's winter meetings? 
Like, yeah. like not something like don't give me like th- like don't give me ESPN's coverage of the NFL draft. I don't need like days yeah. Yeah. of of like Shane and Stephanie negotiating like who's going where. But um, you know, a half hour special with some of the bigger names, maybe guys like working out trades. Like you know, I'll give you a tag team. Like I'll give you a tag team and a singles guy for Roman Reigns, or you know, stuff like that, where you just kind of. Uh, you know, like you said, give give it some validation. Give it a uh, add some storytelling to the mix. You know, something like that that I think would make it a little more interesting. Well, hell, if you want to go the route, I, I I challenge you. Even you could take it one step further, especially when you announced you know uh, Kurt Angle being the new uh, new GM of Raw, and you have you have two GMs who are beloved and and Kurt Angle and Brian and uh, Daniel Bryan. Bring uh, an element of uh, user interactivity. Give, you know, put up the names. These names on Raw and these names on SmackDown are up for grabs. And if you want, uh, for our, you know, for all this, if you want Roman Reigns, call in your vote. Where, where do you want Roman Reigns, Raw or SmackDown? Go and give that, you know, just like in, in those stories, you having GMs that want to give the people what they want. And you can get the, the the fans into it. And for years that uh, you have the that heel GM, oh well, I'm going to take that choice away from you, and we're going to make the decisions ourselves. I, you know, I think you, you can do something like that that really makes things interesting. Yeah, it just I, I guess it, like you know we're both kind of hinting at is the fact that like they had the shakeup, and it just it 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 didn't add anything. If if anything, it detracted from the storytelling going forward into into payback. So. It does kind of, you know, you hate to say it, but you, you have the show of shows, the showcase of the immortals, as they say. And um, Great show. you, you kind of hope that you don't have that lull. And you're kind of looking at like all of a sudden you, you kind of start to get that feel that we're, we're kind of in the middle of of a lull, like the lull is coming. <laughs> and, and, then, and then this week we get word that, Goodness gracious, great balls of fires coming. It's like, oh Jesus Christ! Like just just when yeah. I was confident in WWE creative, like, gee, who? Uh, <laughs> we're, we're gonna call it great, great balls of fire. Uh, I, I can I can only imagine that you know ju- just as they kind of had the build up to, to Undertaker's retirement, that this could could be the sign, could be. You know, albeit it's a very silly sign, but this could be the sign of Kane's impending retirement a- afterwards. Uh, he he is about to, to uh, you know go to pasture. It's a good point, man. You think they'll get Jerry Lee Lewis to do the theme for for that? Like how <laughs> honestly, how can you have a pay per view called Great Balls of Fire and not have that be the the, the theme? That's true. Uh, yeah, have someone re you know have someone redo it or something. That's just gonna happen. So, it is. It is. We're gonna have like Metallica do like a <laughs> great balls of great balls of fire. Goodness <laughs> gracious, great! Well, it's yeah. a horrible Metallica, yeah. Yeah. but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. James Hetfield is not impressed. <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, I look at you know, it's like you just want to, you know, we've always tried to stay positive on the show, and um, you know, you just kind of look at that stuff, and you're like, wow, like I just don't want to, you know, it's almost like you're gonna have now a couple months of. Uh, not really being too happy uh, this past Monday Night Raw I, for a go-home show. Eh. Um, and you, you feel like you're going to get a bit of a lull until you start in the um, 
road to SummerSlam, and then you'll start getting a, a bit of a build again. Well, you know, again, to, to their credit, you had a lot of guys who really, they, they turned it up to 11 during WrestleMania. They went, they went in with everything, both feet. And now it's a kind of, you know, it's payback. It's supposed to be fall off in the results of WrestleMania, but it's also a, a little bit of recovery, uh, you know, for everyone involved. And uh, one can only hope, like you said, there's, there's potential, you know, a couple of matches on this card, you know, Seth Rollins, Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, uh, Owens and Jericho. You have a couple of matches, you know, Bailey and Bliss. It's not that they're bad matches, but it's, Let's just put it this way. They're going to take a lot of work. They're not going to take just their normal matches to make this pay-per-view work because, you know, normally you have that buildup behind you to make everyone hyped about it. And this, you know, in this case, you don't have that. So really it's going to take some superb storytelling on the part of these competitors to to be able to make this pay-per-view fly. Yeah, and, and to, to what you're saying, like the three matches that I look at that have that like that payback, you know, the, the uh, you know the WrestleMania fallout kind of feel to it is uh, Orton, Wyatt, Owens, Jericho, and Neville and Aries. Yeah, um, that really gives you that like you know WrestleMania fallout kind of feel to it. Um, the the one match, and why don't we start it off with a bang? Because this one's going to be tough for me to call. But the one match that um, the storytelling is is odd to me. Um, all right. Well, I mean, let's break it down. You got Braun Strowman, who, uh, obviously very impressed with what he's done. Very impressed with how, uh, how talented, because I didn't see it. I did not see the talent. I I think this guy's got a sky's the limit and barring any sort of injury, I could see him having a very long, successful career. Um, very impressed with what he's done. Um, love what they did with Callisto. I thought that was awesome that like I Callisto, uh, I, I totally was saying, you know, I, th- there's no way Strowman's losing this match. That's all I was thinking when they booked it. I'm like, all right, this is going to be another match to, you know, show everybody how, how, how big and strong a monster Strowman is. And I, I kind of figured it would be a squash and, you know, he got squashed afterwards. Um, but I, I kind of dug the ending. I, he was, um, you know, he was a cocky monster. I, I thought I thought that was kind of a cool vibe that he uh, he's a bully, he's a monster, um, but he was kind of arrogant and he uh, took his eye off the prize, so to speak. Story being told, and Kalisto was able to take advantage, as as the commentators aptly put, uh, worst victory that Kalisto could could have. <laughs> uh, worst thing he could do is beat Braun Strowman. Um, so they, they, they further develop Braun Strowman as, as a monster. This is after the fact. We saw Braun Strowman uh, tip over an ambulance, uh, which, you know, impressive. I mean, I've, I've done some weightlifting in my day. don't think I could lift an ambulance. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, a little that's impressive. Um, you, know, with, with, uh, you know, with Roman Reigns inside, presumably. So that, that's, that's added weight, still able to tip mm-hmm. with his bare hands. Maybe, so, um, maybe if Roman had a big dinner, he wouldn't have been able to do it. That's a no. good point. So we should blame Roman. Exactly. But so, all right. So we have, we, here's the, here's the, where I have like, where, similar to what we're saying about the whole pay-per-view. Um, do I think these two guys on a pay-per-view are going to put, put on an entertaining, hard hitting, 
brawl type match that and that's that's what I like watching. I'm not a spot guy as a fan, not a spot guy. Never really been a fan of the smaller wrestlers. I've always liked the the, the bigger brawler types. It's that's as a fan, that's what I've always liked. So is this a match that could very well be the match that I enjoy most tonight? Yeah, it could be. And I think there's a lot of potential for it to be that match. However, you know, here's here's my issue with it. So we had a program already with Roman Reigns and, and Braun Strowman, which Braun Strowman, with Roman Reigns coming out on top, which, again, the story being told, uh, as we talked about here, you know, big, unbeatable monster, bully, uh, seemingly like nobody can beat him, our hero, comes forth and, and thwarts the evil doing monster and, and is victorious. That, that's the story. The unbeatable monster, the hero beats him. Story is old as time. Um, and it's a good story and it works. It it, it's a good story to tell. It's been used in wrestling time and time again. It's a good story. Then you book Roman Reigns to beat the undertaker. Okay. So mm-hmm. it, it's his yard now. Yeah. It is his yard now. Um, as he states the day after WrestleMania, that it's his yard. And now they they kind of rekindle the Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman thing. And they rekindle it in a way that they're telling the same story. True. The unbeatable monster destroys Roman Reigns, you know, has to go to the hospital, but just wait. He's not going to get to the hospital because said monster is going to tip the ambulance over, therefore causing greater injury to our hero. So the unbeatable monster is destroying our hero. The story to be told there, you would think the hero has to vanquish the monster. But are they going to do that again? And a loss for either guy is not good now. I'm not saying I'm not one of those guys like oh hey, you're burying Strowman because you're not. Both these guys have long careers ahead of them, and a loss here is not necessarily burying anybody. True, but I don't think it does anybody any favors losing tonight's match. So it's it's intriguing to me because you have a guy, you have one guy in Braun Strowman who's a monster who's in the process of being built up to be the monster, the monster in the company. The guy that, like, just destroys everybody. But on the other side, you got the guy beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania and retired him, and this is his first match since then. His first pay-per-view match since then. It just... I I don't know. It's like, when I look at, like, which way to go in this match, I... I, It's it's interesting, and and I guess, Mm -hmm. in a way... Per my usual logic, if I if I'm stuck on a pick, then I guess on some levels it's good because I'm guessing. But there's a there's a lot of like permutations and things floating around here in this matchup that uh you know makes it really difficult to, to pick. And I'm not gonna pick it yet. Not I don't want you to pick it yet. But like your your thoughts on on this story and and the history that's gone on between Strowman and Reigns. Well, yeah, it's it's a very interesting story being told and. Uh... You know, I got to give uh, to to dial back a little bit. I got to definitely give kudos to the writers when they booked the uh, Strowman Kalisto match because, like you said, the general thought was, you know, Kalisto's going to get swatted like a damn fly, and 
when you think about it, when you think about that match, the outcome, of course you're going to have, you know, the, the normal, typical morons of the IWC who are going to go, oh, well, now what sense does that make? You just buried uh, uh, Strowman. But, you know, for a match where Strowman looked strong throughout, as obviously he should have, and for Kalisto to stand up for himself and actually get the W through insurmountable odds, he obviously he got destroyed afterwards, but he still, you know, he still picked up the win. I think that match furthered both characters. And it's nice to see when the writers kind of nail that. And I think with that match, they really nailed that result of, further, of furthering the Strowman character and furthering the Kalisto character. I don't think there was any loss in that in that match. Now, ahead to Strowman and Reigns. Uh, you know what? Yes, this you know this story has been interesting. It's been going on for a while. You know the you know Reigns being the the unstoppable force to bronze and movable object. And uh, like you said, and I hope it's true, I think these guys have long careers. Uh, Like, in my estimation, I'm one of those guys that I do enjoy the heavyweights. I'm more of a, you know, Baskin-Robbins guy. I I like all the flavors. I like like the big guys. I like the technical guys. I like the lucha stuff. I, I like that little bit of everything. And these guys definitely fit the power we are going to hit each other with everything in the kitchen sink type slot. So uh, in my estimation, again, does, does a win favor either of these guys? Or I should say, should a loss can't, does it work for either of these guys in their current story? It's hard for me to say, yeah, either of them can take a loss because they're both, very heavily uh, you know obviously everyone's not happy with how much roman's getting pushed and whatnot but you know what he's getting pushed I, i'm not one of the roman reigns haters you know it, to me it's silly that everyone loved him in the shield and loved what he was doing and then like one or two bad promos and all of a sudden he is the most suckiest wrestler on the planet you know okay granted uh, when he started out he wasn't uh, as great on the mic as he should have been the fact of the matter is he was never the mouthpiece of the shield. He was the big guy and he filled that role very well. And everyone was very happy with the role he played, you know, and to his credit, I'm sure that when they thrust him in that, okay, we want you to be the guy in some ways he wasn't ready for it. And uh, I think you saw that, uh, especially with his mic work. Now has his mic work gotten better? Yes. But even though it's gotten better, you're not going to have everyone on board with it because they've already had that mindset that, you know, this guy's terrible. We can't we can't watch him. And then you look at Braun Strowman. You know, obviously, he's been a monster from day one. It's hard for someone of that size not to be a monster. Uh, not that big a talker. And, and let's face it, he's still not gra- that great a talker. But when you're that size and you're playing the monster role, you don't have to be. You, you can say, ugh, hit. And, and 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 the character works. Can he please do that? Like I just uh, ugh, I hit oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when, when you're that when you're that size and you look like that, you can say stuff like that, and the angle still works very well. But you know, he demonstrate 
He demonstrated his ability in the ring, not only to be a monster, but to actually wrestle. And he's been getting, you know, baby steps, but he's been getting better on the mic. So I'm not, I'm, I'm dancing around my pick for the night. I will give my pick later, but you know, I think this rivalry will have legs for some time. I'll just leave it at that. And honestly, to, to that end, um, it's weird. Like I'm going to go out with with a definitive pick here. There's part of me that uh, thought about going no contest in in this matchup. Um, it's just so it's. It, all right, I'm going to pick Strowman in the in this match uh, with the idea of. Um, Reigns got him uh, the last pay per view they wrestled at Strowman. Yeah, so you, you can build a trilogy. Uh, you can build something else going forward. Um, there's still part of me though that's really thinking, God, like the guy who just retired Taker is going to lose at Payback. It just really that's just sticking in my crawl. Like how do you, how do you do that? Like how do you how do you go in that direction? But um, I don't know. I just, I, I just don't. I, it's, it's a tough pick for me, but uh, I, I'm gonna go with Strowman. But I'm, I'm literally at like a 51%, 49% kind of place. I shouldn't even say that. It's like 50 point something, and, and I mean, it's, it's so close for me. Um, but uh, I'm gonna go with, with Strowman with the victory. Okay. And uh, are we gonna announce Dave's pick, or you want me to give my pick first? I want you to give your pick. Then I'll announce Dave's. Okay, well, you know what? I, I I have to admit that when we started this discussion, and well, actually before that we started this discussion, before the show, I, I had this pick, you know, locked in my head. But listening to you and a couple of the points you brought up have caused me to change my pick. And I am going to go with the non finish. And I'm going to and I'm going to explain why. Like you said, this story has been going on. You know, this is not the beginning of the story. The story has been going on. And if we all remember the first time it happened, Roman went over on, uh, on Strowman. And that was during Roman's, you know, big push and, and whatnot. And it was kind of expected. Uh, obviously, people who don't like Roman weren't going with it. Be that as it may. The reason I say non-finish is, especially if this is supposed to have legs, in my, in my opinion, looking at the big picture, you have Strowman that you're kind of grooming to go against Brock. And I say this because we've seen Roman Brock. We've seen it. We, we know the conclusion. We have not seen Strowman Brock. And I think, every, you know, I think that pay-per-view, that match, can put butts in seats. Now, how do you get there if uh, how do you get there if Strowman drops it? That's uh, a real that's a little bit of a hard story to tell. But being that both Roman and Braun are getting pushed again, with Roman going over, you, you'd normally think, okay, well Roman can beat him. Well, this time nobody beats anyone, and while Brock maybe may mock uh, Strowman for not getting it done, Strowman can always remind Brock, well, yeah, you know what? He beat your ass. So that could be a good impetus to, to have a, a program between Strowman and Brock. So 
you know, my, my pick, like we said, if, if a loss doesn't work for either guy, then my inclination is, well, then they, neither of them lose. So this is going to be some sort of non-finish and you're going to see, you know, they're punting it down the way for this. uh, And, and let me also add that if Strowman down the way does a battle Brock and does get that title, uh, it gives an impetus why Roman would go after Strowman again, because now Strowman would have something that Reigns would want. I agree with you there. I mean, that definitely, um, that makes that make sense. That makes that make sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So we're going <laughs> no finish Strowman and Dave actually picked Strowman as well. So Dave, so Dave Rocky, you are out uh, on a limb there, so to speak. Um, it happens. Can be pivotal either way. We shall see. As we we go through the year, we're almost at the halfway mark. Yeah, we are. We are. Crazy, crazy. Dear Lord. All right, let's get back into these matches. All right, let's get into the tag team championship. As Vince McMahon, Meek Mahan, Meek Mahan, seemingly has been victorious. <laughs> Victorious, and it made TNA further obsolete. 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 Apparently, uh, the rumors uh, we're hearing is some sort of agreement has been made to bring Broken Matt Hardy into the WWE, which to me is is really incredible to to take a such an over the top character. Um, that was built in TNA. That, now, you know, we have Samoa Joe, we have AJ Styles, uh, Austin Aries, but this is like a real character that is going to basically come directly from TNA into the WWE, presumably, um, which um, it's going to be really interesting to see. I mean, I think, you know, there's no doubt that it, the, the, the gimmick is going to go over with WWE audiences. Um, People are already chanting heat when he comes out. Um, there's been hints in, in Matt's promo work uh, at the broken Matt Hardy uh, coming out in the WWE. Uh, I was at House of Hardcore um, in Jersey. That was last week. Last weekend. And um, to be honest with you, it was a borderline golf crowd. Like The crowd was not that raucous house of hardcore crowd. Uh, the crowd was probably at its loudest when, when Matt Hardy came out. I mean, Matt Hardy came out, everyone's chanting delete. Everyone is into it. it it's uh, you know, we know wrestling fans love to chant, they do, and, they do. Uh, you know, putting your hand across your body and just yelling delete. I mean, that's just, uh, you know, it's, it's borderline as big as the yes chant was, you know, <laughs> I mean, you see, you know, I mean, when you see those sea a sea of people, um, just hands going up and down, going, yes, yes, yes. You know, at WrestleMania, yeah. when the Hardys came out, I mean, you saw 70,000-plus hands going across their their, their really? 70,000 fans, arms going across their body, chanting delete. I mean, it was, you know, I, I don't think it's hyperbole. I mean, it was borderline right there with, with the yes chant. I mean, yeah. it was something else to see that many people – um, 
chanting something that was not built in the WWE. Um, Mm -hmm. And to that end, if if this is all true, and this is where uh, my pick for this match is kind of, I know I'm going, taking a chance here, taking a chance with this matchup. Mm -hmm. But I'm going, no, wait a second. I picked first for the last match. What are your thoughts on the the Hardy Tag Team Championship match tonight, Rock? Well, see, as far as my thoughts, uh, again, I heard the same rumor uh, that that WWE had secured the rights to the broken gimmick, and I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. the The gimmick, you know, I, I know that there have always been those articles and reports that Matt, you know, always felt a little under the shadow of his brother Jeff, and this Jeff was the was deemed the more more of the risk taker and all, all the flash and, and, and popularity that that brings. But uh, I think Matt really found his stride with the broken gimmick, and absolutely, I think you're gonna you're gonna hear fans chant "Elite" for for many years to come. If Matt is wrestling, or if Matt is just on the sidelines, as long as he's out there, you're gonna hear "Delete." That being said. Uh, with this match, uh, you, you got to find some way. If you have the gimmick, get to find some way to introduce what breaks Matt Hardy. And in my estimation, like when we talked about the WrestleMania, the, the tag title match at WrestleMania, um, obviously uh, you couldn't really go any other way besides having Matt and Jeff pick up the titles. But uh, the reason you couldn't go any other way is if you're going to introduce the broken gimmick, the way you break them is to take away the, the thing that they most desire, which would be the tag team titles. And Jeff, I mean, uh, Jeff Cesaro and Sheamus are, are, are already a proven commodity. They've already had the belts. Uh, you know, they've, they know what it's like and they could very well be uh, transitional champions for all we know. But I'm, I'm foreshadowing what my pick is. My pick is that Cesaro and Sheamus defeat the Hardys in order to break them and uh, come away with those tag team title belts. So you see the journey of Broken Matt and Broken Jeff to reclaim their belts. And I'm right there with you. That was exactly uh, where I was going. Like, you do, we know it's a character. We know it's wrestling. Um you know, and it's interesting because, you know, you're right. Jeff has always gotten more than notoriety. And I think because of the fact that, that Jeff it seems more physically gifted than, than Matt is. But I've always thought, as far back as I can remember, that Matt had a better mind for the wrestling business than than Jeff did. No disrespect to Jeff. It Absolutely. just was kind of, uh, when I looked at the two of them, it was Jeff has more of the physical gift and Matt has uh, more of the, the intellectual uh, capacity to, to facilitate storylines to come up with characters. And, uh, you know, uh, all personal demons seem to be in both the Hardy's past. And I I think at this point, you're really seeing um, that brilliant wrestling brain uh, go to work. And, and Matt has come up with a, a tremendous character that, you know, as you get older and you can't do as much physically, uh, you know, when you can come up with a character that um, you can keep the move set kind of simple and just uh, do what you do with the character. Um, it's brilliant. It's just brilliant. It's what you have to do um, as a wrestler, uh, you know, 
Sure, Matt's bump card is is close to being full. So uh, coming up with a character like this is uh, tremendous. And um, it's a great character. But, you know, as every fan knows that it's a character from TNA, um, it existed in TNA. Uh, It looks like it's going to come to the WWE. But the WWE exists in its own universe. That's how they do things. So you can't just... uh, bring over someone who's broken who we haven't seen get broken mm-hmm. and the WWE the way they don't really acknowledge TNA so they're not going to acknowledge that you know shit happened over there that caused this nervous breakdown and that's why he's broken here he's got to he's got to break in the WWE universe and I'm right there with you this to me is is what breaks him now, whether it's uh, just a, a straightforward loss, if it's something with his brother, that his brother screws up, something happens. But the loss of the belts, to me, is what winds up breaking uh, Matt Hardy and leads us into the gimmick. And when, you know, one of the things when I look at this pay-per-view and I say the lackluster build, um, you know, I, I don't know where they're going, the superstar shakeup, how that's kind of made the storytelling wonky. To me, the big news coming out of this pay-per-view is going to be we got broken Matt Hardy and what's Matt going to give us tomorrow night on Raw. Fair point. With that being said, I'm also going to pick Cesaro and Sheamus as our new WWE Raw Tag Team Champions. And hopefully we see broken Matt Hardy, if not tonight. You know, maybe the signs tonight. Maybe we get a full-fledged broken Matt Hardy promo tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw, which on a three-hour Raw and what we've seen lately with some of the guys' promo work and some of the segments that we've seen, um, you know, a broken Matt Hardy cutting promos on Monday Night Raw would be a welcome addition uh, week in and week out. Yeah, you got you to have something to eat that time, and, uh, you know, Matt on the mic as broken Matt is pretty gold, so good move. And on this pick, Dave is out on an island. Dave has picked the Hardys okay. to be victorious tonight. So, so far, interesting. we got one person out on an island for each of the first two matches we have picked here tonight as we get you set for WWE Payback. Give us a call. 347-838-9815 is the number to call as we give you the most comprehensive pay-per-view pre-show out there. Man, being said, let's pick the other tag team match because that's supposed to be on the pre-show. Let's get that out of the way just in case. We don't know when that's going to be going on. So let's get that pick out of the way. Now we got Enzo More and Big Cass versus Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Interesting. This should be a fun little matchup. Uh, should be entertaining. Um, I'm not going to overanalyze this match. I'm just going to go out there and say, let's say Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson emerge victorious in this one. Okay. Uh, I won't do too much analysis. Uh, you know, with, we've seen these teams square off before. Uh, I think Enzo is going to do uh, going to do his stuff to pump up the crowd. And being that this match is on the pre-show, I'm 
actually going to go against you here, Ken, and I'm going to go Enzo and Cash for the win to get this crowd pumped up. Wow. There you have it. So I got the guys and you got the other guys. And David's got, we look at his picks, and uh, I mean, he's got Anderson and Gallows. Okay. So Anderson and Gallows for me and Dave, and you have Enzo Amore. That's not how you spell soft. I- I'm waiting for someone to tell him that. <laughs> All right, there you go. We are three picks in as we get you set for WWE Payback. I'm watching the network, and they're giving us makeup tips. That is exactly what I want to see on my wrestling TV show. So very yeah. excited to learn how Sasha Banks does her makeup. This is good stuff. You know, I, I was sitting at home, you know, watching wrestling, and I really couldn't take my mind off of. Yeah, there's some. I don't know if this is a Make-A-Wish kid or something, but she looks older. But she's, she's doing a, a picture shoot. See, I don't have the sound though. She had a picture shoot with Sasha Banks and they were doing her makeup and everything. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's a shame that Sasha Banks is so overrated. <laughs> yes, we all know your opinion of <laughs> Sasha Banks, Ken. Anyway, <laughs> legit boss. Legit boss. Let's get back into the pay-per-view as we, we get you set for WWE Payback. Again, 347-838-9815. That is the number to call. Let us know your thoughts on this pay-per-view, and uh, why not? Let's go with the ladies. The ladies is Bailey taking on Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, I think, again, when you look at this this matchup, you know, Alexa Bliss is someone who has impressed me uh, over time. Uh, I'm digging her Harley Quinn-type character. Um that she's been using. Um, I, I, again, she's been impressive. I think this is going to be another very entertaining matchup. Um, honestly, when I look at this matchup, um, I think when it comes to Bailey, uh, you know, they have some women on, on the roster that they continue. They have to build. You know, they have a lot of talent. And uh, Charlotte's incredible. Uh, and they, they've built her to be a world beater. Um, I think the build um, for Sasha has been inconsistent, not the fault of creative. Injuries have derailed her, and that's why I think she's, uh, you know, injuries, it is what it is. Um, yeah. But I think you got to build these these ladies to be bona fide main eventers. Um, I think a lot of them had the talent. So it's almost like you kind of take turns building um, the resume for uh, each individual. And I, and I think right now is, is the time to build Bailey's resume and give Bailey a substantial title run. And, and she's had a really good title run so far um, to that end. I don't think it's time for it to end. And I don't think uh, Alexa bliss is necessarily the one to take it off of her. I think this continues to build on um, Bailey's resume and, she emerges victorious, and I don't think Alexa Bliss loses anything here. I think Alexa Bliss has got a lot of potential, and I, and I look for big things from her moving forward. But for tonight, ladies' championship match, uh, Bailey emerges victorious. 
Well, and that, Ken, I am going to agree with you. Uh, I think both Bailey and Bliss are very, uh, very good competitors. I think they have built their characters respectively into, uh, you know, great characters that, you know, again, neither of them are going to suffer that great from a loss. But uh, that being said, uh, I I like this Bailey uh, title run. Uh, I think she does the belt good. Uh, not that not that Alexa Bliss wouldn't do the belt good. She did the she did the SmackDown Women's belt some justice, and I think she will. I, yeah. I, I do think she will. I just don't think it's like this is the time. I agree with you. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. I just don't think this is the time for Bailey. I don't think this is the time. Neither the opponent. Uh, I, I I see. Uh, uh, unless something changes about Alexa's character uh, or her motivations, I don't think. And th- at least in this instance, I don't think Alexa comes comes out with it. I think Bailey definitely retains tonight. All right, so we're in agreement there. And Dave, that was a drum roll. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's a bad one. Um, first hat trick of the night. He has picked Bailey as well to emerge victorious. So all of us are picking Bailey first hat trick with the victory. First hat trick of the night. Um, as we stated earlier in the show, um, we are following the story. Uh, presumably, uh, rumors are that X-Pac uh, Sean Waltman is missing um, right now, did not show up for uh, an event, and uh, presumably cannot be reached. Uh, we are trying to get some further information. If it does come to us, we'll be sure to get it out to you as soon as we hear anything. Um but just to let you know that we, ha- I have not heard anything as of yet. Um, the dirt sheets are reporting that he's presumably missing, but there's been nothing uh, definitive. As we said earlier in the show, we are sending positive vibes, uh, thoughts and well wishes to Sean and his family, uh, hoping this is just uh, some stupid mix-up and he turns up that he was just hanging out somewhere and fell asleep watching Raw. You know, Sean gets himself into some crazy hijinks. Hopefully, this will this will just be another good wrestling story to tell. Right. So we are we are trying to keep tabs on this, um, but as of right now, I have not gotten any new information. If we get any other information, we'll be sure to bring it to you as we get you set for WWE Payback. As uh, so the kickoff show has begun on the WWE Network. Uh, but you want to take that show, put it on mute, and listen to us. Because nobody gives you a better pre-show than right here at the Ken Reedy Show. 347-838-9815 is the number to call as we get set for payback. And let's get back into our picks as let's go to singles match. WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Neville versus Austin Aries, a WrestleMania rematch. As we stated, uh, one of the matches that has that direct line to WrestleMania has that WrestleMania fallout feel. Arguably, I go with Shane versus AJ, but you could make the case for this match at Mania being the match of the night. Excellent matchup on the pre-show could, in fact, have stolen the show. To many viewers at WrestleMania, Aries Neville did steal the show. 
I thought it was a phenomenal matchup. Again, I thought Mania was great, but if I was going to be critical of Mania, I would say that the match of the night candidates happened too early. Not that there were bad matches to follow, but um, WrestleMania peaked early, so to speak. Um, Pre-show match and opening match, to me, are the match of the night candidates. Um, I would, I would again, would go with AJ uh, uh, McMahon, but not going to argue with you if you went with Aries and Neville. Hell of a match with these two. Uh, the rematch tonight. Uh, your thoughts on the WrestleMania matchup, and where do you see this going tonight? Uh, well, I, I definitely agree with you, Ken. Like uh, the, their match at Mania was a great match. They set the bar very high, and and I remember thinking, uh, you know, for Mania to put these guys first. You know, I don't know. Speculate all you want on how Vince uh, views the cruiserweight division and cruiserweights in general. You know, there have been reports that uh, that Vince just doesn't like them, doesn't believe in them. But uh, you can't deny the talent of, of those two competitors. And, uh, you know, as far as my personal feelings on the cruiserweight division uh, and, and the smaller type wrestlers, especially, you know what, not for nothing on the independence being a smaller wrestler myself. But looking at some of the, ma- you know, some of my favorite matches, if I think back to matches I can go back and watch over and over and enjoy. You know, one of my favorite matches or series of matches, I should say, uh, was in ECW, and it was Dean Malenko versus Eddie Guerrero. And those guys, you know, smaller guys, but with their technical ability, they tore the house down wherever they went. And uh, while looking at Neville and Aries, I don't think it reached that level so far. Do I think they have the potential to do something like that? I do. If, you know, if you let the reins off those guys, let them go as, you know, let them turn it up to 11. Those guys could give you match of the year. I, I have no doubt, you know, Neville, especially in his heel run, you know, his face run was good. Uh, but he's really shown a lot on this heel run. He's gotten me invested into, you know, Neville King of the Cruiserweights. And then you have Austin. I've been a fan of Austin ever since he jumped on the scene. He's, he's great on the mic. He's great in the ring. That, that guy will go far uh, as long as, you know, WWE creative doesn't hold him down too much. Uh, that being said, for this match, you've already had the match at WrestleMania, and you know Neville came out on top. If you're going to keep this going, I kind of got to think that tonight you're going to see a new Cruiserweight champion in Austin Aries. Uh, Neville has done the belt good, uh, and he's, ha- he's had a couple of great defenses, especially against uh, Jack Gallagher and, uh, and TJ Perkins. But now I think it, it, it's a it's a prime time. One thing I've noticed about the cruiserweight belt is just like you know the people who hold it, the the pace where that belt changes hands is rather fast. And I don't know if that's a function of the talent they have. I don't know if that's a function of just the you know the cruiserweight in general, you know the cruiserweight division in general. But you we've seen this title change hands much at a much faster pace than other titles. Uh, if it changes. Hands at this at this juncture, do I think that's detrimental? No, because again, you have two great competitors, and do I think that this rivalry, you know, win, lose, or draw, does this rivalry still have legs? I think so. 
I think uh, even if the belt changes hands, you're still going to have at the very least a rematch uh, and a great rematch between Austin and Neville. So my pick is Austin Aries grabs the belt tonight. And I'm going to get in my pick in just a minute, but um, and still looking for more information. But uh, on PWP Powerhouse Nation, um, they have uh, articles and major news on wrestling and MMA. Um, they have just tweeted. So happy to hear that at the real X Pac is okay. Hope he overcomes whatever he's going through. And they retweeted uh, a tweet from one Kevin Undergaru. Uh, who says, everyone asking about our At Tomorrow Show co-host and, more importantly, friend to uh, At Real X-Pac. We spoke. He's dealing with issues, but is okay. He'll speak soon. So whatever he happens to be going through, we wish him the best, but glad to hear that he is okay. Uh, We'll continue to look and, and hopefully get more confirmation on that. But as of right now, it looks like what we're seeing on Twitter is that X-Pac is going through something, but he is okay. So we are very happy uh, to hear that as we transition back into WWE Payback. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think this 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 rivalry between the two of them have legs. And, you know, one of my, you know, when, when I talk about uh, not being the biggest fan of uh, cruiserweights and, and that style, um, one of my biggest, I'm not a big spot guy. And, and one of my issues with spots um, is is some, a lot of times they don't make sense. A lot of times it seems like, um, you know, workers are trying to just get their spot in. Um, what I like about both these guys, and especially Neville since he's turned heel, is the spots matter. Yeah. Um, they, and Neville has is still a, quote, spot guy. Um but he's a more aggressive spot guy. Like the, the spots seem more physical and they're just more hard hitting. And he's, um, I, I just like what he's done with this character. And, and it, it just goes to show you that if beforehand, if someone asked me, you know, what do you think of, of Neville turning heel? Like, what do you think? I'd be like, no, the guy barely can carry the character he's got now. Like, no. And I, I would have been a hundred percent wrong. Yeah. Uh, so you, you look at, you never know. Um, you know, what talent might be lurking um, underneath. And uh, I, I love the character. I think it's, um, it's, it's great. I think the cruiserweights need it. Um, and, and Aries is, is in that, that same kind of category, that Aries, his spots matter. Um, and his spots um, look like they hurt. And it, it, it makes sense in the context of wrestling. And we've joked off the air uh, about certain matches we've watched where, Gifted, gifted athletes. I mean, and I'm taking nothing away from, from, but watching them kind of like, like throw a couple of quick punches just so they can run to the ropes and come off it and give a spot. Um, and, and, you know, the person's opponent is seemingly stunned by this flurry of punches. So they're standing still for the spot that's about to come. And we've said it like, the punches, like, they would have no effect on a grown-ass man. Yeah, they look like they're playing tag. Yeah, and it's just like, tag. you know. And tag, you're it. Tag, you're it. Tag, you're it. And, and it's just for me, like, and I get it. Some fans dig that stuff. And then that, if that's your gig, cool. Not for me. Like, I, I like the illusion of two guys getting in a ring to presumably beat the shit out of each other. 
You know, that that's kind of what I want. Much like the heavyweight championship match last night, or yesterday, it was on at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, between Anthony Joshua and Vladimir Klitschko. Those two guys got in the squared circle to beat the hell out of each other. And for nine rounds, they did. It was one of the best heavyweight fights I've seen in a long time. But that's what, you, that's what wrestling is, even though it's supposed to be a work. To me as a fan, I want to see two guys getting in the ring to beat the hell out of each other. Yeah. That, that's what I want to see. That's the story I want told there. And my biggest gripe with a lot of cruiserweights is it doesn't look like that. It looks like I got in the ring to do flippies. <laughs> that's why I'm here. I'm not going to beat you. I'm just going to do a cartwheel and then a backflip. Yay. And what I like about these two guys is that their spots matter. Yeah, yeah. They look hard hitting. And and they both look like they're trying to win. And when they, they pull off a spot or a flip or whatever it is, do it, they're doing it to win. Yeah. Everything is, is is systematically placed in the match to make sense. Yeah, not and, trying to look like the flying Melendez. Yeah, exactly. And and I think both these guys, you know, I mean, Austin Aries has been around uh for for longer. Um, you know, once if, if he had to retire early, I, I, I would say get him into developmental yesterday and have him work with the other cruiserweight and don't just be doing flippity mistakes flippity doos like make mm-hmm. them make sense and that's that's what I love about Aries I love watching him work I think this could be a very fun program uh for a chunk of time um in fact in in this matchup I would not be shocked if we do have another no finish depending on if there is a no finish elsewhere on the card um I think we could have a no finish I also think we could have – I'm picking Austin Aries. I'm not picking Austin Aries. I'm picking Austin Aries. <laughs> I'm picking Austin Aries. I got confused there for a minute. I'm picking Austin Aries with the victory. Would not be surprised if we have a victory from Aries, um, but maybe he doesn't win the championship. Maybe we have something wonky there. Maybe we have a, a DQ, a countout, something to continue this this rivalry, but – I think the, the the individual's hand that will be raised victorious will be Austin Aries tonight. Yeah, I definitely agree. And the the one the one thing I, I like how you pointed out, you know, with Austin you know, potentially teaching the other cruiserweights, you know, about being a cruiserweight. Because when you look at Austin Aries, like he does spots, but you know, what's my big finish? Huh. Discus four. It's <laughs> like, like, oh, okay, you know. Anyway, you can do a discus for him. Yeah, I know, and I do it better than anyone, so shut up. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I think that, that, that adds, like, credibility to everything else he does because uh, the, the simplicity in his, his finisher um, just kind of shows he's just trying to win. And, yeah. and that's, a, you know, ultimately, you know, putting aside everything with wrestling, face heel, uh, storylines, working the program, spots, all that other stuff that goes with wrestling. The bottom line is the story being told is two athletes, two competitors who are competing to get that three count. Yeah. That is what they're in there to do. That's the story being told. It's a work. We all get it. But the story being told is that two people are, or, or four of us tag team, whatever. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're getting in that ring to emerge victorious, to, to further their career, to either put gold around their waist or to get closer to having the opportunity to put gold around their waist. That's what every 
Every football player is vying for that Super Bowl trophy. Every boxer wants that championship. Every hockey player wants that Stanley Cup. Like, that's sports. And, and wrestling is the story of, of sports. It's a portrayal of, of an athletic endeavor, an athletic competition. And that's what I like about these two. And I don't think we see it enough with the cruiserweights. And, and that's why I have a hard time getting into it. Um, I think these guys should be the benchmark as far as the cruiserweights. And, and like I said, even if they're still wrestling, I would, I would get Aries um, or even both these guys in there talking to the rest of the cruiserweights and just, you know, yeah, get your spots in. You have some crazy shit you want to do in the match. Cool. Just make sure it, it makes sense. Make yeah. sure like in the context of winning your match, that that's why the spot is there. It's a very good you know, point. I mean, for me, one of the best spots you will see top to bottom uh, in wrestling ever was, was Taker run, jumping over all three ropes, you know, onto his opponent outside the ring. That's one of the craziest things, but it mattered. It always mattered. It always mattered. And he was doing it to incapacitate his opponent. He wasn't doing it to show everybody that his six, seven ass is going to fly through the air. <laughs> he was doing the, the story being told was he was just, he was willing to put his body on the line to incapacitate his opponent. And, and that's what a spot should be. I'm willing to – when – first time I ever saw that happen, Jimmy Snuka diving over the top rope onto Roddy Piper outside the ring. Why did he do that? Because he hated Roddy Piper so much. He didn't care if he killed himself, but he was going to kill Roddy. <laughs> you know, and that spot. was the story being told. Make the spots matter. And, and enough positive can't be said for these two individuals who make their spots matter and tell a great story as cruiserweights. Austin Aries, victorious, maybe not with the championship, but he will win this matchup as we go to the picks of one Mr. Dave Rosenbluth. Dave has also picked Austin Aries. Victorious. Second hat trick. Hat trick. Yeah. And on the WWE Network, we have – Enzo Amore and Big Cass making their way down to the ring as uh, Enzo is running around and, uh, you know, kind of seizing as, as only he can. <laughs> and uh, he's, they're going to spell some shit out for you. Yeah, they're they're going to spell some wrong, but they're going to spell it. Either that or someone's going to come out with some medication for Enzo. <laughs> <laughs> Be awesome. <laughs> you look like you're. You look like you're in trouble. Someone slips in some Xanax. <laughs> uh, tranquilizer dart. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. We need to bring Papa Shango back. Oh God. Him, oh God! Hit him with a tranquilizer dart. What's the matter with Enzo? <laughs> no, I, no, he's seven feet and can't eat. And, and you know what? The, the really bad thing is that would probably still be more entertaining than giving the giving the mic to Cass. <laughs> Just don't do no. <laughs> Please don't do that. Honestly, the best would be if like they they came down to the ring knowing they had like ten minutes to kill. And Enzo gets hit with a tranquilizer dart and just a look on Cass's face. And you got a promo for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> just watching him sweat. Oh, how, how many times can I spell soft? <laughs> Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call as we get you set for WWE's payback. And we're giving you our picks. Dave, happy anniversary to you as he is hanging out with his 
lovely wife tonight, unable to be on the show, but he'll be back next week as we have a major announcement for some program changes coming up on the show. You want to be sure you hang out and listen to us next week for the big, 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 big announcement. I might be exaggerating, but hell, it's wrestling. You're supposed to exaggerate. Very true. That's why I call it the best in pro wrestling talk. So let's get back into it. Payback is a bitch. As we get you set for it, we're picking all the matches. And uh, let's see, what match should we go to next? We've done that. We've done that. Yeah. We've done that. Big three left. Uh-huh. Let's see. Seth Rollins, Samoa Joe. Nice. Simple storytelling. This is another story. Uh, big bad bully yeah. beating up the smaller guy. Simple storytelling. I think kind of simple outcome, really. I think there's going to be a match. Um, again, it's so weird looking at this storyline. Has, has been decent. This program has the story has been told well. Um, I, I look at this as uh, you know, when I look at this pay per view, as much as um. You know, I'll, I'll give credit where credit is due with this program. But as we've discussed, the build has been uh, hot and cold, mm. uh, a little lackluster, perhaps. Um, that all being said, there's a lot of potential here for some real decent in-ring action uh, over the course of, of this match. And, and I think this is a, over the course of the event. And I think this match is definitely a match that... Um, if you want to look at potential show stealers, we talked the last match could be a show stealer. This could be a show stealer, too. Could be. Absolutely. Um, both guys know how to go. Both guys know how to give and take in that ring. Um, you know, Samoa Joe really knows how to injure guys in the ring, um, So, which, which adds another element <laughs> of a surprise that could occur. But um, uh, I think it should be a fun match. Uh, when I – Stated earlier about the the story being told, I, I think it is a simple story that um, comes out with Seth Rollins being victorious. Now, um, could I see uh, a Triple H sighting, a um, Triple H's music hits and he's not there, uh, something wonky happen that uh, leads to Samoa Joe emerging victorious? Yeah, I could. I could see that. Um and Rollins, you know, emerged victorious against uh, Triple H um, at WrestleMania. So is this his turn to lose? Maybe. Uh, but I don't think so. I think this is the story that uh, uh, Rollins has to vanquish the big bully tonight. Um, I think the the experiment of Rollins, the baby face, is still, uh, still a question mark. I think he kind of needs to to vanquish his foe tonight. Um, But I could see it going another way, which, again, ultimately is is a good thing as a wrestling fan where you can look at things and say, you know, I kind of can see it going either way. But um, flip a coin, I'm going to go with Rollins emerging victorious in this matchup. Fair enough. I I could definitely agree that the the buildup to this one has been a little bit hot and cold. And I think that's just indicative of uh, the problem with uh, Rollins' uh, face run. Uh, I don't think everyone's bought into it. Uh, while I think everyone obviously respects Rollins' uh, ability in the ring, the, the, the guy has talent. There's no, you know, no one can make an argument against that. But uh, he really made 
uh, his strides as a heel. And this face run, you know, re- rebuild, whatever. It, I, in my opinion, the face run has been lackluster from, from jump. And I really never bought into Rollins as a face. So, you know, in this case, he's playing face, but I, especially with the last, the, with the segments leading up to WrestleMania, I think you saw it. The, the crowd never really reacted to uh, Rollins, uh, uh, you know, being injured and not being able to face, face Triple H and, and all that, uh, all that story. I don't think uh, people were on board with it as much as they wanted them to be. You know, being the fact that Rollins did come away with the win at WrestleMania, and uh, now you have Samoa Joe, who, in my opinion, Samoa Joe is on the uptick. He's definitely on the push. And again, you know, with uh, thinking of the big picture, uh, thinking of opponents for Brock Lesnar, Samoa Joe is definitely another name you got to kind of toss in that hat. Uh, you know, Samoa Joe, big guy. Uh, can legitimately go uh, and very hard hitting style that I think would go up well against uh, Brock Lesnar. And I think that's something that people have wanted to see for a while. You, you, you heard it in, in the background. So tonight I kind of, I kind of got to go along with uh, your description of uh, some sort of wonky uh, triple H sighting or triple H's music hits Rollins gets distracted, uh, enabling Samoa Joe to come away with the win. Uh, yeah, I think Samoa's on the way up. I, I Right now, as a face, I'm not invested in the, in the Rollins character. I don't know how they're going to remedy that or if they're going to change it. But uh, that being said, I think tonight you're going to see Samoa Joe. Could it be straight? Could it be a straight win? Sure. Could it be a wonky a wonky win where something distracts Rollins? Sure, that would make that would make more sense, especially if you want to keep that uh, tension between Hunter and Seth alive. But uh, I say Samoa Joe comes away with the win tonight. Wow! Wow! That was long. Wow! You're out on an island on that one. All right. Uh, Rollins is Mr. Rosenbluth's pick in this matchup. A lot of islands today. Out on an island. I don't think I've been on an island yet. So, so I'm either I'm either going to gain a lot of ground or I'm going to sink my chance. <laughs> gain a lot of ground or drown. Here we go. Yeah, it's one of those things, man. When you're out there, it's like, oh, it's going to be really good or really bad. I always bring up like years ago. I uh, uh, before doing the show, before I was going to like Mania every year, we used to have a group that would get together and watch. And uh, one year. Um, we bet a shot on every match. Oh boy! And, and I got every match wrong. I got every match wrong. <laughs> and you remember that year? That's amazing. <laughs> I didn't remember the funniest, and I wish I could like actually. Producer Michelle's listening. She'll remember like which mania it was. And Dave was here. He'd remember which mania it was. Um, but it was uh, Triple H um, was played down in the ring by Motorhead. Okay. Okay, I remember. And the next. The next morning, I woke up and was like, geez, Motorhead didn't even show up last night. <laughs> and Michelle was like, yeah, they did. And I was, yeah. It's like, they were supposed to play Triple H. They did. Like, but, really? <laughs> they most surely did. I, mean, I think I got that match right. I, I think it's uh, whoever 
uh, Triple H was wrestling. I got that match right. That, that, that was the one mercy you were provided that night. <laughs> Mother fudger! Uh-oh. Enzo and Cash, victorious. And I start the night well. No! <laughs> God damn it! I was so close to picking them, too. Uh, ah! Good night for me. Oh! <laughs> ah! I, I gotta catch up on Dave. What is... yeah! All right, I'm okay. I hate when like I hate when there are pay per views like this where like there are matches that are so close that there was in my head there was I had a ton of reasons why Enzo and Cass were going to be victorious, but I had a ton of reasons why. Ah! <laughs> God damn it! This pay per is gonna piss me off tonight. I'm just happy to gain some ground. Yeah, the Hardys are are now on the, the pre-show. Hardys? I wish, I wish I could hear. Uh, well, they're they're promoing. Oh, okay, okay. Because I, 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 I know there was Matt. Matt just did the delete gesture. Uh-oh. Oh, I wish I was listening to this because our truth and Goldust are in the room now too. <laughs> can we can we please WWE like when we get to the broken Matt gimmick? Can we please have like a program with these two tag teams? Just to, I just want to see Goldust and Broken Matt promoing off each other. Please just do that. If anyone in Stanford is listening to the show, <laughs> could you please? Even if it's just like like a two week program, like a short little program, but but give me something where full on like you might be hinting at Broken Matt right now, but give me full on Broken Matt with with full on Goldust just promo. Please just if you do anything for me, just please give me that. You know, I, I don't th- I don't think I remember seeing Dustin, you know, Dustin in the ring for a, a hot minute. But, you know, Goldust, Gold I think he is definitely one of the more underrated uh, workers of this day and age, especially, oh, yeah. especially at his age. He He's fine wine. He gets better with age, it, both his in-ring work and his pro- – let's face it, his promo work was always good. But it just seems uh, the, the gold – you know, no, no pun intended. The gold he produces on the microphone is just hilarious. It's it's engaging. Yeah, I agree with you. I've always I I, I think that you know when it's all said and done. I mean, there are guys. You know, I, I look back and, and you know growing up. Um, you know, when I look at some of the most underrated performers, I always look at guys like Don Morocco. Yeah. Um, Paul Orndorff. Uh, you know, just two of the guys that I've always looked at as two of the more like underrated performers, you know, when you think of all time greats, those are not names that jump off, uh, you know, for most fans. And I, their, their work was incredible. Um, you know, two hall of famers. Uh, I, I do think, yeah, you're right. I think, uh, Goldust is a guy that, um, you know, in years to come or even right now that you look at, uh, or, or the career that he's had, uh, will probably fall into that category of a uh, very underrated, uh, Character underrated worker just uh, did not get the uh, the due that he, he deserved, but he is incredible. Uh, like you said, like a fine wine. Some of his best work he, he's done the past few years. And uh, you know, one of the things, and, and Dave brought this up uh, a few times on the show, and I really think it was uh, an, you know an excellent point. But you know, I mean, Goldust has, has become more of a, a comedy act in in recent years, but. Uh, you know, and Goldust, I mean, look, it's great that this country has, has gotten to a point where you're definitely more liberal-minded and more uh, accepting of alternate lifestyles. And uh, we are accepting of, of people who are straight, gay, bi, whatever else is out there. Um, and there's, plenty, know, out and there's there. plenty out there. I'm not going to try and get down all the labels. But, uh, 
Um, letters. I, I think it's uh, I think it's cool that we've gotten to that point where, um, you know, we're very accepting of of you know whatever you want to do you you do. Uh, not always the case. True. And uh, you know, in in our lifetime, I mean, growing up, uh, you know, people who were gay were just uh, freaks. I mean, yep. abnormal. Uh, you know, and uh, wrongfully so, but that that's how it was looked at. And uh, a lot of people homophobic. Um, bigoted towards uh, people who were gay, and uh, God, Goldust pushed that button. He pushed it hard, very hard. You know, when he when he uh, first introduced the Goldust character, uh, for those wrestling fans who are were not accepting of alternative lifestyles, um, he pushed the envelope, pushed the envelope big time when he first put the you know when he first debuted the character. And Dave has always said that. He looks at Goldust as the unofficial pioneer who started the Attitude Era. And, and I never looked at it like that beforehand. But when Dave said that, I'm like, you know, he's right. Like, he was that first character that was really, really the there, pushing yeah. the envelope, really getting edgy with the storytelling, really just, you know, stuff you'd never seen before. And um, I, I think, you know, when you look at the Attitude Era, and then a lot of wrestling fans say, you know, the, the greatest era in wrestling history, um, you're looking at the guy that, that could get credit for uh, kicking it off. He does not get the, the, the due that he's deserved. Great competitor. I, I agree. And, uh, you know, for one of those guys who, at least in my memory, have, has not, like, held any of the big belts uh, that, that I remember, that... He's definitely going to be one of those cats. I can definitely – he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, yeah. I, I don't doubt it in the least. And he's going to be one of those guys that perhaps at the time when he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame, you'll have the general populace who does not – the general wrestling populace who may be not as familiar with his work as they should be. But, uh, you know, once – once that announcement is made and people look into his body of work, I think that, you know, everyone is going to be in consensus. Like, yeah, this guy has really, really done some astounding things within the wrestling universe. He, he definitely deserves to be in that hall of fame. Yeah. And the thing is, I mean, you look at his, look at his resume in the WWE. I mean, he was nine time hardcore champion, three time intercontinental champion. Um, so he did get the IC title. Yes, two-time WWE Tag Team Champion um, and one-time World Tag Team Champion. So um, Never held the big belt. Didn't hear the big belt. So, you know, it, it's interesting for a guy that has had such a, an outstanding career. And, and to me, at this point, that time has passed. You know, he's not yeah. going to yeah. win the big belt. Uh, you know, maybe another run with a tag belt, maybe one of, maybe one of the mid-level uh, belts. But, um, you know, definitely a guy that uh, – very, very impressive career. Does not get the uh, the credit that he deserves. And uh, again, I think it's pretty interesting looking at him as the unofficial starter of the Attitude Era. Which uh, you know, maybe tonight. You know, every time you we hang out, um, we uh, watch something afterwards. We we try to find something on either the network or YouTube, and we watch like let's watch the back backlot brawl tonight. No, yeah, Rod, Roddy Piper and, and Goldust. That was that they, was. They watch nice. some other things, but uh, you know, listen to the Bruce Pritchard uh, podcast, and I, I I didn't know that uh, uh, initially that was supposed, supposed to be it. Piper versus OJ Simpson. Yeah. Um. They they worked in the the Bronco Chase in that match uh, that night. Um. But 
you know, and you look at like, you know, I mean, Roddy Piper, another guy who's willing to push the envelope. Um, very true. Very true. Let's do that. So that's a plan. Tonight that, we're going to watch the pay-per-view. That sounds good. You know, we're watching the back lot brawl afterwards. Awesome. You're listening to us tonight. Give Goldust his credit. 347-838-9815 is the number to call as we give you the most comprehensive pre-show in the biz. As we get you set for WWE payback. And let's get into, uh, we got like two matches left to two pick. And um, it's good because we got matches. These two matches are definitely, um, they have that WrestleMania fallout kind of feel to it. And that's yeah. what you want. Um in, in this pay-per-view, uh, a match uh, we're looking at right now that I think could potentially be a show stealer. And also, these next two matches, uh, dare I say, good match at WrestleMania, but me as a fan, disappointed in both. I, I kind of was looking for more out of both these matches. Do these matches deliver further? Do we get improvements upon WrestleMania performances? Who knows? Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho. Good match at Mania. Potential show stealer beforehand. Don't think it came close to stealing the show. Um, mm. Good match. Not great. I was expecting great. Sorry, fellas. When you set the bar high, that's what happens. We were expecting great. I don't think they gave us great that night. Um, I kind of like how Kevin Owens, has, his character, uh, a bit with, with his appearance. I'd like to see some different ring gear, but whatever. I kind of like what he's doing right now. Um, if Jericho wins the title... He'll be transferred to SmackDown. Um, interesting stipulation. It is an interesting stipulation. I mean, everything you're hearing right now, um, as far as scheduling and contracts and all that other stuff, uh, is that Jericho is going to be done for a while. Fozzie's got some stuff coming out. I know they have a, an album coming out. Um, I think they have a tour as well. Um, you know, and Jericho has said in the past that he's here to put over younger talent. So even if it wasn't all the rumors of, of contract and he's leaving for a while and all the Fozzie stuff, because he could do Fozzie stuff and still be around. If anyone could do it, it would be Jericho. Yeah. Um, so all that stuff aside, I, I think story-wise uh, Jericho is there uh, to do right by the younger talent. Uh, he is that veteran that um, has checked his ego at the door and is okay with, with losing the guys who are younger to further their career, which uh, kudos to him. And he's done an awesome job at it. And uh, it's good to see a, a wrestling veteran who's been there for a while, who is paying it forward and uh, doing right by younger competitors. Uh, good for him. Love what he's done. And to that end, uh, everything is pointing towards the Kevin Owens victory. Um, I like the Kevin Owens build. I think the Jericho uh, notch in his belt uh, for him, um, which will give Owens a really uh, nice run with this U.S. championship. So Kevin Owens should be, uh, you know, ordering a pretty substantial Christmas gift for Chris Jericho and and send it on a yearly basis because uh, Chris Jericho's done right by him and he's pushing him hard. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Kevin Owens with the victory here. Well, uh, you know, ever since they started the whole the whole Kevin Owens Chris Jericho run, you know, best friends forever. Right? Let's just face it, the, it, the program itself was gold. Uh, you know, especially at the time, uh, I think uh, I think Owens had finished his uh, his program with Cena and whatnot, and 
and, and I think he was starting to lose a little steam and you had the IWC that were kind of uh, crapping on, on him losing steam. And, and, and granted, Kevin Owens ta- is talented. Um, he, he just needed some, he, he needed something. And Chris Jericho was that something. And I think the pairing was absolute, uh, absolute gold. Uh, they, they took it as far as they could take it. The best friends, the, the betrayal, the whole nine yards. It, it's been one wild run between Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. Now, when it comes to this match, to me, the stipulation is everything. And I'm not quite 100% sure. I, I, I know I watched it. I don't remember. I, I'm trying to remember the wording. If it was if Jericho won the title or if he just won. Uh, I think I would like to, I'd like to say it was if he just won, because if that was a stipulation, let, I, I'm I, due to my, due to the fact that I don't remember exactly what was said. Uh, well, actually, no, I'm, I'm going to make it solid here. My pick is going to be for Chris Jericho to win, but he does not come away with a title. I think it's going to be a DQ finish account, you know, whatever, if, you know, Owens may waffle him with a belt. Uh, because, because the thing that sticks in my craw is that whole stipulation that Chris Jericho goes over to SmackDown if he wins. But I don't think of the belt, it's belt dependent. Because I still think this, you know, this rivalry has legs. Uh, I still think that, you know, these guys can still duke it out for the big betrayal and still put butts in seats. And I think it, I think against each other, just like together, uh, they produce some great TV. Um, so if, if it wasn't announced before, I think Daniel Bryan can pull a screwy finish and just say, well, no, I said, if he won, not necessarily if he won the belt, if he won, uh, because I, I'd really like to see this rivalry, uh, keep on going. And I, I think it's got legs too. I just think Jericho's done. And that, that's kind of where I'm at, that I think that Jericho's done and Owens will um, be a notch in his belt. I like the fact, though, like we, I think we've coined a new phrase, belt dependent. Mm. I, li- I like that. I think we can, we can use that, belt dependent. <laughs> belt dependent? Um, but I, I'm hoping, you know, this is one of those matches that, um, you know, and no disrespect, I just, um, you know, both guys, really good workers, both guys... Um, unselfish in that ring, uh, willing to make their opponents look good. Um, this was an old school feel yes. uh, to this program. Uh, simple storytelling that, you know, it, it still works. Still works, you know. Two friends, partners, going to battle together. One turns on the other one. It just, it's, it's as old as time, and it still works. And that's what I loved about the two of them. Um, Jericho, uh, an old school guy, uh, Owens, kind of a, an old soul, um, reminiscent of the old school, the consummate heel, uh, he's a throwback kind of heel. Um, you know, him, him and, and Miz right now to me are like those two, like old school kind of heels, you know, yeah, lo- yeah. love the heel work that's going on there. And, um, uh, you know, I just I just love what they're doing. I just didn't think they delivered at, at WrestleMania for all the positive that I could say about these two guys and what they're able to do and, and 
the give and take and how they're able to tell the story. I just didn't think it delivered at Mania. So I'm I'm hoping, you know, again, I'll put it out there. Potential show stealer tonight. Yes, for these two. Um, I'm hoping that we get a little bit better than we got at Mania. Well, yeah, I think they definitely have the opportunity uh, to, to make up for any uh, anything that they didn't leave on the table at, at Mania. But uh, just something that came to mind that I thought was very interesting. Uh, and, and this ha- – because, as you mentioned, with uh, Kevin Owens and The Miz being the top heels – do you, you notice that it seems like the heels are, are are definitely wearing a lot more, you know, maybe from left field, but the heels are wearing a lot more suits. Like you had Kevin Owens in a suit, you had the you had the Miz is always in a suit, you had Dolph in a suit. Seems that the the, the heel the heels of the WWE are, are going corporate. Hashtag heels wear suits. Heels wear suits. I think that's a new hashtag. <laughs> You're right though, but it works though because it comes off as so obnoxious. Maybe it's just like they realize that hey, it's working for the Miz. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. let's let's go in that direction. But and speaking of the devil, Miz is making his way um, down to the ring right now with Maurice. Uh, Miz TV. Yes, and with Maurice, that just pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I'm I'm digging the work that he's doing, um, but you know what I really am enjoying right right now uh, with these guys, with guys like uh, uh, Kevin Owens and the Miz. Um, I do think for a long time in the WWE, and you almost go back and, and blame Stone Cold. Um, and look, Stone Cold, I'm great. You know, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but having that whole idea of kind of playing that tweener and being a heel, but being a cool heel. Um, and even sometimes we see it on, on the, the independent scene, like guys who are like um, supposed to be playing heels, but they kind of want to be liked, but they, 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 they want to be kind of an edgy face. Um, you know, these guys are playing those true heels. They're playing the, the, the old school, like they're going after heat. They're being yes. obnoxious. Yes. They're trying to get booed, you know, and they, that, that is what they're going for. You know, they're, they're doing their, their job to put the faces over. And I, you know, commend uh, both these guys for, for what they've been doing, uh, not only in the ring, but really their, their characters of being just that, that old school heel, because to me, I've, I've always said this, that wrestling at its core is a morality play. That's sure. what it is. It's good versus evil. That's when wrestling's at its best. Did we have a time period where the tweener worked? All right, yeah, maybe we did. But at its core, to me, at its essence, wrestling is a morality play. And without those guys that are really being those true heels, those true bad guys, um, I just think that, that that it doesn't work. You need those guys. And I, I commend what Miz and Owens have been doing lately. No, absolutely. You hear it on the independents all the time. You know, no one wants to go after that heat. No one wants to be that, that hated. Uh, and, you know, go to any old school trainer, any old school uh, worker you want to and ask them. And they'll tell you, look, the, if you're thinking of the fan reaction as currency, you know, that, those fan reactions, when they boo you and when they hate you and when they're just against you as a heel, that's, that's your money right there. That's your bread and butter because all of that stuff is just going to make it that much better for, for the face when he comes out because everyone's going to want to see some guy kick this guy's ass. This guy is an asshole. I do not like him. Someone please come and stomp on his face. And when the, when the, face comes out to, to answer the challenge everyone's going to be behind him to actually get it done and 
you know, it's simply, it, it's like you said, it's a morality play and it's what works. Old as time. Exactly. Good versus evil story is old as time as Finn Balor makes his way down to the ring for a little Miz TV. And we'll keep posting on it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say Miz. He's just great. <laughs> like he's doing, Finn is doing uh, his like big, you know, are you... Dun, 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 and doing his entrance. And, and Miz is just sitting there like just completely unentertained, just completely <laughs> like, yeah, okay, when are you going to get done with that the, crap? The, Miz, <laughs> the Miz is not impressed. I, it really is. I, I can't believe I am so behind. Uh, are you drunk? Are you drunk? <laughs> no, I've only had one. But he's, he's finally he's found a character that works. And honestly, you get when you have a character that works, you can simplify, which yeah. something he needed to simplify what you're doing in the ring. Yeah. Uh, so his in-ring work, you know, he only does what he does well. Thank God <laughs> he got rid of the figure four leg lock because yeah. that was an embarrassment. But uh Top to bottom right now, everything he's doing is. <laughs> I can only imagine what Miz is saying, but like, he's he's just he's gesturing like get on with it. And he looked at his watch, almost like it took you forever to get down in the ring, and yeah. and the crowd like people are just yelling at him right now. And, and ironically enough, someone called the demon is just a face, which, <laughs> was, which is another piece of irony in wrestling. When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. It's just good silence. It's just good stuff. And now they're yeah. chanting yes. Of course, Miz, Miz has got like this whole crowd in the palm of his hand. I, you know, it, it's funny. You know, I think with with everything, you know, in in life in general, like sometimes you just you reach a point where something just clicks. You know, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it just makes sense. And for all the 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 bad characters and then the the awesome and the the you know figure for a leg lock debacle and the the screwing up reading people's names and god awful main event at Mania for every like crappy thing that, that Miz has done over the course of his wrestling career. Um, this this is just gold right now. It's absolute gold and, and good for him for because he's he's had a lot of bumps in the road as far as uh his wrestling career and, and this is just this is spot on right now. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's definitely you know, and look at look at any career and I'm sure you can see some some missteps and some miscues. But uh, granted, Miz has had a lot, a lot. We did it so bad because I just can't like we can't keep it just positive. I've gone through too many years of hating the Miz that I just I have to bring up past past mistakes. But I, that's that's just my own mental hang up. Yeah, well, you know, uh, you know thankfully, thankfully, uh, he, he he has learned the error of his ways, and not for nothing, the 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 WWE stuck. By him enough to give him the shot to like look kid we we really need to step up here, and he has yeah and that that's a good point, like you wonder like how you know he must he must be good to work with um but he's he's had like a lot of failures I mean, he tagged with with Morrison, they got rid of Morrison, you know yeah. a lot of times you look back on Miz's career, it's surprising he didn't get fired or wasn't future endeavored at some point and mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. You know, stuck with him, and and again, now this character is old school heel. It, it's just absolute gold, and uh, you know, I, I still am not sure if I'm ready to to peg him in that, like put him in that main event picture. But um, he's close. Very very impressed at what 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 he's doing right now. As we get back to our pay per view, as it's time for WWE payback. We got one more match to look at, man. The one more match. match. The big one. It is a big one. 
It's a big one. House of Horrors match. I'm scared. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know what he, I don't either, know. but I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> do we do we have do we see another canvas of, of worms and cockroaches? That that what I gotta say that was freaky to see uh, live. That that was, was interesting. Like, what's happening? I was like, what the hell's going on here? The one thing I wanted to see in that match, and we'll see what happens tonight at, at WrestleMania. And again, I thought that their match was a bit underwhelming, not terrible. Mm-hmm. But two guys we talked on this show, two guys who grew up in the business. True. Potential show stealer did not deliver on the moniker of show stealer. Mm-hmm. Uh, good match, entertaining match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wormy canvas. <laughs> I what I want to see in that matchup as like Bray Wyatt was getting the quote unquote upper hand with the the projector, uh, so to speak, and turning the ring into a a uh, ring of horrors, if you will. Mm. Um, I was hoping that at some point like Orton would get the upper hand, and it would just be a pit of vipers. Yeah, that would have been cool. I, I would have been totally on board. Like turnabout is fair play, Mister Bray. But anyway. Um, a match that I'm looking for the same reasons as um, I stated earlier with uh, Owens and Jericho. Uh, two guys that, uh, you know, again, sorry guys, but like when you set the bar high, you're, you're a victim of that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, you set the bar kind of high, high, high expectations, and I don't think their match at Mania delivered. Uh, again, I'll say it again, even though it wasn't a show stealer, a potential show stealer. You get these two guys in the ring who grew up in the business. How could you not call it a potential show stealer? Um, don't know what exactly we're looking at as far as a house of horrors. Um, and I wonder how far they're going to let them go with the, uh, the PG rating, if you will, um, how late this would be in the car. Do they get a little creative leeway uh, being later at night? Um, who knows? But I don't know what to expect out of this, which makes it difficult to pick. Um, reading some stuff online, people are speculating uh, that some of the stuff could have been uh, pre-recorded, and maybe it's outside the ring, somewhere else, quote unquote, in the arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's part of this House of Horrors match. But um, it's difficult not knowing exactly what it is, what to to look at here. Well, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I I can only imagine that. Uh, they're they're going to make this match, you know, or this has the potential to be Bray's signature match. You know, you look back on some of the great characters of the WWE. You had you had Taker with the casket match. You had Kane with the uh, Inferno match. Uh, you had Foley jumping off every freaking cell. He was after take actually no, getting thrown off of every cell. But you had Foley with his hardcore matches. You, you could be looking at the birth of uh, of. Bray Wyatt's signature match because let's face it, the Bray Wyatt character is a very engaging character. And I think, uh, you know, hopefully he has a very long career because I find them very entertaining. Uh, and, uh, in this match, uh, you, you have, you have that WrestleMania rematch and I agree. They didn't for two competitors who have the potential to, they didn't quite deliver, what was expected uh, during that match. So I'm hoping that in this match, uh, you know, we see them really push it home. Uh, you know, that being, that being said, uh, are we making picks now? Or are you going to make the pick first? Yeah, I, I'll, pick I'll jump in and make, and, and make my pick. See, because there's one, to me, there's one big disappointment in this match. 
and that is the belt is not on the line. As far as I know, I could be wrong. Uh, if this is supposed to be Bray, you know, putting that aside, if that, if this is supposed to be Bray's signature match, then I got to see him come away with a win. I, I, I can't see it any other way. And being that, being that Randy went over on WrestleMania, which let's face it, I, I think we were all in a hat trick on that pick. I don't think any of us expected him to. Um, I got to, for the Bray Wyatt character, for him to stay on top, I think he's kind of got to come away with a W on this one. And Finn Balor beats the poopy out of the Miz. So oh. uh, that, that could be a fun little yeah. mid-card rivalry right there. Next no no titles, so I think that could be a... Next program? A lot. A lot. Entertaining. Um, I agree. I'm looking at this as a House of Horrors match. Um, if this were to be Bray's signature, um, if it's something that he will bring back uh, down the road a piece... Um, I agree. This is, something, I, this is something that Bray Wyatt has to win. I think he kind of needs a win. Um, I don't think the character is necessarily win dependent. True. Um, True. And I and I don't get caught up in that. You know. You know. I mean, the 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 IWC gets so caught up with this person being buried and this person needs to get over and say like, you know, these guys are going to have like. I mean, a Bray Wyatt. Unless there's an injury, and, and knock on wood, you know that 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 doesn't happen. Um, long career, yeah. long career ahead of him, you know. And you know, we, we're talking about a guy that could be hanging it up, like you know, in, in 2030 something. True. You know, I, I, people are not going to look back and say, "Oh, you know, remember when he lost to Randy Orton in 2017?" Like <laughs> they were burying him. I mean. It's, <laughs> You know, you gotta true, like you gotta true. remember, man. Like like wrestling, it's it's year round. It, it's cyclical. You know, guys, if they're gonna have long careers, you know, they go up, they go back down, they come back up. That's just the nature of the business. So, um, I don't get caught up with that too much, but I do think he kind of needs a victory here. Um, he now, if he wanted WrestleMania, uh, it would be a more interesting debate. Mm-hmm. Um, but losing at Mania. Uh, Randy Orton's a big dog. Randy Orton is a bona fide Hall of Famer, yeah. an all-time great, and one of the best workers you're ever going to see. Absolutely, um, no fans need to appreciate what they see out of Orton uh, more because that dude is amazing. Um, in his in Bray's young career, I think he could use a victory against a, a guy like Randy Orton, and to lose a match like a House of Horrors match, it's going to be like his playground quote unquote um just i just don't think it's the right direction so i i i think that he's going to win the match i i'm not, I'm not going to say he needs the victory but i am going to say he could kind of use the victory so i'm going to say that bray wyatt emerges victorious as well and let me go to the envelope or my cell phone that has dave's text on it <laughs> And his pick for this match is also Bray. Okay. It is all that scared the hell out of me, but <laughs> I didn't know you were doing that. So we have a hat trick on that as well. Good stuff today, Rock. We did it. We did we it. We got through the two hours. Dave, we missed you. Looking forward to having you back next week with our big announcement. We're ready for payback, Rock. We are ready for payback. 
Very excited. Again, be sure to tune in next week. We'll be back at our regular time slot at 630. We'll give you our big announcement. Jump on Twitter at the Ken Reedy Show. I think I'll be live tweeting during tonight's pay-per-view event payback. Everyone have a good week. Enjoy payback for Rocky. I am Ken. Good night, everybody. <laughs>